0: Hallelujah. Well, as a church, our purpose, as most of you know, and I just want to remind you is to number one, love God. Number two, love people, lead them to Jesus and teach them about him. It's a very simple purpose. And this morning I'm going to share about the purpose that God has for you. But before I do that, I wanted to let you know that I got to spend some time with a very special lady this week hope she doesn't get mad at me when I point her out it was just a little bit of time I got to spend with with this lovely lady Rachel say hi to everybody Rachel <laughs> now pastor ninja does not have a green thumb and I know absolutely mm, this much very little no this much about gardening but Rachel has an amazing garden so we were chatting one day and I'm like hey I just invited myself over. I'm like, can I come to your place and see, you know, your stuff? It sounds amazing. And it is amazing. And um, she was telling me about, you know, how she built the flower beds. And we were laughing about this warrior woman who's amazing of how she built these flower beds. Oh my gosh. And then she has all of these sprinklers um, inside each flower bed with the hose so she doesn't have to go out and sprinkle them. She told me about all the seeds, and she knows which seed to plant at which time. She's so knowledgeable and passionate. I mean, she has such an energy and joy for what she does, and she was telling me how it brings her joy to see them grow in the morning. She'll just sit there and look at the beauty of what God has done. And you know, I left there with my time with her, and I actually thought, you know what? It reminded me that I should be that passionate about Jesus. I should purposely have somebody either meet me at the coffee shop or come to the house and say, hey, I need to tell you what God's done and and plant that seed in their heart and water that seed and then look back and just watch it grow and, and see their life flourish just like her beautiful vegetables in her garden. And I wanted to thank Rachel for reminding me because life gets busy. And just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I'm always thinking about Jesus 100%, okay? I have tests and trials and situations that come up in life, too, just like you. And again, that just encouraged me, like, yeah, I need to prioritize how to get love God, love others, lead them to Jesus, and teach them about him. So I just wanted to share that with you guys, because think about what are you passionate about? And maybe take some of that energy and pour it into spending time with somebody else. Because it does take time and energy. And sometimes you leave there and you're like, oh man, I need to take a nap. That took out a little bit more than what I thought. Those of you over 40 are laughing because you know what we mean now. Amen. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys are here this morning. And God is so good. Just like the the church has a purpose, God created each of us with a purpose. His purpose for us is not determined by our parents. Ouch. Plug your ears, children. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Our purpose is not determined by our parents. Our purpose in life isn't really even determined by ourselves. Our purpose in life is determined by God. And we have to seek God and spend time with him to find out What did you create me to do, Lord? If we look at Jeremiah 29, 11, excuse me, it says, God knows the plans he has for you. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. If his plans are good, we're going to enjoy whatever he's purposed for us to do. I don't care what it is. And I'll give you a personal testimony of what God's created me to do. Even when I was younger, I always had a desire, and I always thought it was kind of weird. I never told anybody until I got older, but it was just to get married and support my husband. And I went off to school, I went off to college, and I even at times when I was in college thought, well, why do I even have to go to college if I'm, if I'm just going to get married and support my husband? But I knew that I had a lot to learn, and I knew that I had to fine-tune what was on the inside of me. I couldn't just sit there and wait. I had to do something with that. Well, after college, I got my bachelor's, and I went on to Bible college, and that's where I met Pastor Kenny. And I didn't tell him at all. But we started ministering together, and something on the inside was satisfied. And then, of course, we got married after Bible school, And he had a business, and we sold that business, and we went full-time ministry from there. And I was loving life. I just enjoyed everything. Even the days where we would go to the nations, and I didn't know where we were going to sleep. I didn't know what we were going to eat. We didn't know where where we would go from point A to point, point B. We didn't know anything. We just went blindly, and I loved it. I trusted God because that calling was within me and there was a passion to do it. And not all women can say this. It was because I had that purpose by God within me, so I enjoyed doing it. And when I tried to step out in life doing other things, because I would hear my friends and other family members saying what they were going to do in life, and I was never really proud to say, well, I'm just going to get married and support my husband one day. I never told anybody that. I would always say, well, I think I'm going to go into the medical field. And it was always like, ooh. But something on the inside was just like, uh, it just didn't seem right. So I did try doing other things. So for a while, I tried being my own boss. I worked for a multi-level company. And I made all the shots and the calls. Oh my gosh I was miserable I didn't like it so I did that for a short six months and I got out of that and then I thought you know let me go to night school so I went to Bible school in the morning I went to night school at Oral Roberts University thinking I'm gonna get my master's degree in Christian counseling oh yeah I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna open up my own practice one day that's helping people so I started going down that path and it just didn't seem right on the inside I was like, there's not peace with this. And I kept wrestling back and forth. And almost a year later, I said, nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. This is not what God created me to do. Stay in my lane. Just focus and pray about my future, what God has purposed for me to do. And you guys are similar. You may think over your life. Think about the things you've done. Think about the things you've put your hands to. Whatever you come back to. Time and time again, you know that's what God has created me to do. It doesn't matter what it is. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Be you with whatever God's created you to do. It does not matter. You might think, well, I work for this company or I work for this business and I'm not truly satisfied. Well, what is it that you've always gone back to? On the inside. That's what God has created you to do. Not every woman can say, I'm created to serve my husband. Well, that wasn't the purpose that God had for you. It's something greater and good, because that's what we just read. He has plans for you that are good. And so when I did step into what God created me to do, I'm loving it. It's good. Hallelujah. Now, there's two things that can mess us up while we are seeking God and living out the purpose that he's created us to do. One are the voices of other people. Two is when you compare yourself to other people. That will always get you off track and make you doubt. Is this what God truly created me to do? Well, I want to be rich like that person. I want to live in a house like that person. I want to speak in front of people like that person. We're always comparing ourselves with other people and wanting to be like that person. But you know what? We don't compare ourselves with other people. We compare ourselves according to the word of God and what he has said about us. And then the voices out there, whether from family or friends or your own voice, you cannot listen to those voices, whether they're encouraging or discouraging. I mean, people can pump you up, man. You can get a coach in your life or you get a teacher in your life to pump you up and to do something that maybe God didn't create you to do, but you go down that path because of excitement and zeal and then you burn out. You got to find out what God has created you to do because when you do, it's good and you will enjoy it. Let's look at Psalms 139, 14. It says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. You are wonderful. Don't ever let what anybody else says or any past failures in your life dictate who you are. If God says you're wonderful, you're wonderful. All of us in here have failed at something in life. Don't let that failure keep you down. Brush it off and focus on in the word of God and let the word of God define who you are. Not failures, not people. The word of God define who you are. Hallelujah. You guys know who Moses in the Bible is? God had a purpose for Moses. His purpose for Moses was to deliver the Egyptians, or deliver the Israelites from the Egyptians. And God told him what his purpose was. Let's look at Exodus 3, verse 9 and 10. It says, God says to Moses, look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, And I've seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But then we look at chapter 4, verse 10. Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm now not. Even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. And then Exodus 7, verse 1 and 2 says, The Lord then says to Moses, pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Tell Aaron everything I command you, and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave his country. So many of us do the same thing. We talk ourselves out of the very thing God created us to do. And God told them, I'm going to use you. And God did use him. Whatever God's created you to do, I don't care how many times you've told yourself and have told God, not me, you somebody else. Did I miss it? Was that really you, Lord, speaking to me? He will use you. If you go down a different path, what, what do you think it is that keeps bringing you back to that path that he's created you to do? He created me to support my husband but I wanted to go this way but I came back this way yes he created me to do this but I tried something else and I came back to this just like Moses no not me but God used him and Moses even tried to pawn it off on somebody else we tried doing that too but no. whatever God's created you to do he's going to use you to do it so we just have to let him do it and you know what it's good Sometimes up here, our stinking thinking talks us out of it, but it's good. I don't know if any of you heard Pastor Kenny's testimony. I'll tell it in a nutshell. But ever since he was a little boy, about seven or eight, he knew he was going to be a minister. And they used to call him preacher boy when he was in school. And he ran from that calling time and time and time and time again. I didn't meet that man until he was 32 years old. 32, he finally surrendered and said, okay, Lord, I'll go to Bible college and do it your way. Let me save some of you younger folk in here. Don't wait until you're in your 30s or 40s to do it God's way because you don't want to wait until then to say, okay, God, I finally surrender. Just do it and leave all that heartache and headaches behind and surrender and do it because it's good. And Pastor Kenny says, his testimony is, I thought I had to make a lot of money and be a successful businessman to enjoy life. He was miserable because he was working his life away and not enjoying what he was earning. But when he finally submitted to God, he's enjoying what he's doing. The same for us. What about Gideon? Are you guys familiar with who Gideon is let's look at Judges chapter 6 verse 12 Gideon did the same thing God had a purpose for him he didn't believe God the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said mighty hero I love that mighty hero the Lord is with you Let's look at verse 14 and 15. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I'm sending you. Listen to Gideon. But Lord, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. Who lied to Gideon? who's lied to you God said mighty hero God said to you this morning you're wonderful the Word of God says you are blessed the Word of God says you have all power all might all strength the God the Word of God says you can the Word of God says All these things that we should be telling ourselves. But yet too many of us are like Gideon and Moses. Lord, I'm nothing. Lord, you somebody else. Lord, I can't. We only look at what we can't do. Don't listen to yourself. Don't listen to others. Only listen to what the word of God says about you. He wants to use you. He created you for a purpose and be proud of what he's created you to do and just do it. Who cares what people say? I wish somebody would have told me that when I knew I was called to just get married and support my husband. Who cares what all the other women out there say? Because when I was in college, it was hush, hush. Don't ever say that you want to support a man. You do it yourself. Women's rights. Women, power, which is all good. But if God created me to do something, I need to listen to that, not the other voices. In spite of what they think, I don't care. And that's how you need to be. Who cares? I want to share some real life people that you heard of today. Do all of you know about Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida? One of the greatest theme parks in the whole world. Not just America, the whole world. The greatest theme park. Now, Walt had a vision. He had a passion. He had a purpose in building this. So he wrote down his ideas and went to the bank to present it for a loan. Bank number one turned him down. All right, I'm going to go try another bank. Bank number two turned him down. Should I keep pursuing this? He did. Bank number three, he got turned down. You know how many times Walt Disney got denied for a loan? He got denied 302 times to get a loan. Why? Because they said he was not (laughs) original. He He lacked originality. Have any of you been to Walt Disney World? I've never in my life seen anything like it. He got that loan. He was told no, no, no over 300 times, but he knew his purpose in life, and he didn't give up. How about Steven Spielberg? Any of you guys watch his movies? He's a number one film director. He was denied by two of the most... Well-known colleges, UCLA and USC, USC, the two most well-known film schools, denied him. But yet he became the number one director. Wow. Anybody know who Michael Jordan is? Okay. Michael Jordan, he's the most famous basketball player. Did you know that he was not accepted into his high school varsity basketball team? Wow. These are some amazing examples of people that knew what was burning on the inside, what their purpose was, and they did not give up. So I want to encourage you this morning. You have purpose. Who cares what other people say? You just be you, who God created you to be. One more I want to tell you about is Dr. Seuss. All my kids know who Dr. Seuss is, and many of you probably also read his books as a little child, because his books have been around through multiple generations. He's written 46 children's books. When he went to the publisher for his to publish his first book, he was rejected by 27 different publishers. And I don't know about you, but I love Dr. Seuss books. 27 times he was rejected. I hope that encourages you not to give up on what God has purposed you to do in life. And just do it. Be you. And there's this quote that I like from a Japanese monk. It says, A flower does not think of competing to the flower next to it. It just blooms. Just bloom. I wanted to close this morning by reading from Hebrews 10, verse 23 and 24. Verse 23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. God's going to do it. Whatever he's created you to do, he's faithful. Moses rejected him. God said, "Uh uh-uh, I created you to do this, and he did it. Gideon rejected him, but God said, I created you to do this, and he did it. You may have wandered all through life, but something on the inside has kept pulling you back to whatever that purpose God has for you. He'll get it done through you. He's faithful. He's faithful. And then let's look at verse 24 and 25. It says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. We need to come together like this to encourage each other about the purpose that God has for you. We encourage each other by speaking the word of God over one another, by praying over one another, by caring for one another, by helping one another, by going to each other's house and helping one another, by calling each other, coming together, meeting together to speak the word of God. We go throughout our day too much, hearing more of the the lies and the failures and the disappointments of others that we get so wrapped up with that. And at times we might even feel like I am a failure. I just want to give up. I don't want to do this anymore. I've missed it too much. You may feel like giving up on your job. You may feel like giving up on school. You might feel like giving up on a relationship. It's just too much. God, where are you? What have you created me to do? I just want to end it all. You might be there now, or maybe you've been at that place before. And I want to pray with us. And I want to encourage you to be you. Don't compare yourself with how other people do their life. What matters is how he wants you to do your life. Don't let the words of others dictate your life for your future. Let his words fill you with new life. Hallelujah. So if you would, please close your eyes and bow your heads. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm thankful for this word this morning. I'm thankful that you created me to be who you wanted me to be. Even though I ran from that for so many years trying different things because nobody else was doing that. I'm thankful that's what you created me to do because I now enjoy what I do in life. And Lord, it's on my heart to pray for everyone in here as well that maybe say the same thing. I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, Lord. What am I supposed to do with life? Or maybe they have forgotten what you've created them to do And they're not enjoying it because they're comparing themselves and they're listening to the wrong voices. So this morning, Father, open up our hearts. Make them tender. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and your word and your power. Cleanse us. From hurts, cleanse us from past failures, cleanse us from the lies spoken about us, cleanse us from the lies we've spoken to ourselves, and fill us with the truth of your word, fill us with your love. And let these words that I spoke this morning, Father, magnified, let those words be magnified within us. So when we leave here, all we think about. Is how you've created us to be wonderful. How you have plans for us that are good. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for being such a good God. Such a good, loving Father who wants good things for his children. And you never leave us. I thank you for that, Father. And right now, if you're in here and you've never made Jesus The Lord of your life. And what I'm talking about this morning, you've never experienced life coming from His Word and the Holy Spirit. You've never experienced this love. I want to pray with you. So put your hand on your heart and lift the other hand to heaven. And let's all repeat this together Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for your word. I ask that you fill me with the Holy Spirit. I believe in Jesus. I believe the blood has cleansed me and set me free from the wickedness and the lies and the death that this world offers. It has set me free from that. And I thank you the blood of Jesus fills me with your life. I believe it. And I freely confess, Jesus is my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.